Trish, we are so excited to have you. We're so excited to be in Chicago uh, on behalf of Crew Network. Um, we're thrilled. We on Clubhouse host these networking rooms about quarterly, a little bit more than that. And we invite all commercial real estate professionals to join us here and all are welcome. So today we're talking about Chicago commercial real estate and the upcoming Crew Network convention. And so as our panelists join, I'll just tell you a little bit more about Crew. Um, and for those of you who are not joining us live, you'll hear this spiel a little bit later because we will be offering um, a replay of this chat across all of our social channels and to our Crew Network members. So Crew stands for Commercial Real Estate Women Network, and we were founded in 1989 to bring together women in commercial real estate across the U.S. to start. And today we have over 12,000 members, both men and women, of all walks of life connecting globally. Um, and so now we're a global association. We have members in North America, the UK, throughout Europe and India. We just launched our Crew France affiliate earlier this year. And next and in two weeks, we're going to be launching a group in Mexico City as well. So we're super excited about that. And members join either through a local chapter or as an at-large member. I invite you all to learn more at crewnetwork.org. So we have all of our panelists here and, and I'm gonna introduce them and give them the opportunity to do a quick sound check as well. Um, this is the takeover and we're gonna be in Chicago next week. More than 1300 crew members are going to be in Chicago next week. We have an almost sold out convention, which we're really thrilled about. So what better way to prepare for this convention experience than to learn from the locals who are here on the call and who um, are gonna tell us a little bit more. So. First, I'll introduce uh, Sophie Videk. Uh, Sophie, hello. Can you do a quick sound check? I can. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you turn up your volume just a little bit more? Hmm. How about now? That is even better. That's great. Perfect. Okay. okay. So, Sophie, you're a partner with Hotshorn Plunkard Architecture. I am. Um, you're at the design home of a record-setting project in Chicago. So, this includes One Chicago Square. Number Nine Walton and Harper Court, which is the winner of an AIA uh, Highest Design Award for Illinois. So welcome, Sophie. Thank you. Glad to have you. Uh, second is Trish Gordon. She's Vice President Program Management at JLL. She is a member of this year's Crew Chicago Convention Planning Committee. And a fun fact, she is a past Crew Network Foundation Scholarship recipient. Welcome back, Trish. Thank you, really excited and really excited to share all about Chicago and Chicago crew. Yes, and we have had a lot of conversations throughout the year about planning for this event. So kudos to you, looking forward to it. Absolutely. <laughs> and we also have Lynn Smith. Lynn is an environmental consultant with Carno Conabare Associates Limited. Lynn, I read in your bio that one of your greatest professional joys is resolving environmental obstacles for clients, which I love. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you, happy to be here. Great, thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you next week. Let's get started. Let's let's jump right into our questions. And then um, if we have some time at the end, I have a lightning round for you all as well. So Trish, let's start with you. What's happening in the Chicago real estate market that our convention attendees should know? And you can talk about retail, office, industrial, hospitality, anything you want. What do you think um, would be important for commercial real estate professionals to know about the Chicago market right now. Okay, so very excitingly, it was actually posted in the Chicago Tribune yesterday that over 100,000 square feet of office um, per several um, 
technology clients have uh, created new offices in Chicago and they're putting creative office. So they're just not coming and leasing up space. They're coming and bringing awesome spaces for their employees to live and work uh, during the time they're here. So, I mean, that says a lot for what uh, Chicago is bringing that all these uh, tech companies, including Meta, uh, have come and planted a base here. Absolutely. Chicago has lots to offer, and that's just one of the one of the new many things. Lynn, what about you? What um, what would you say is really fun happening in Chicago real estate market? Yeah, I guess to, to piggyback on what Trish was saying, um, Chicago over um, the past several years has seen more tech companies come into our region, uh, specifically um, attracted to the um, Fulton Market area. With um, which is a very vibrant area, former meat meat packing district that um, has now is a booming restaurant um, district. Um, big uh, with the office sector with a lots of uh, different developers and and people in, in the tech sector. So very um, kind of forward thinking companies tend to settle in that region. But one exciting thing is that the Thompson Building, which is a uh, if you're from Chicago, it, it's it's out. It's in the loop. Um, it's a, it's a state building owned by the state of Illinois. They've been looking to kind of unload it for a while. Um, Google is an interested party um, in potentially, you know, purchasing the Thompson Building. So I, I personally find that exciting because you're seeing that that whole tech sector spread beyond just being limited to one to the um, Randolph Street. West Loop District to more into the loop, which is actually, you know, quite exciting. And then also um, Chicago has a climate action plan, which is rolling out um, in 2022. Um, that's an integrated comprehensive plan targeting the effects of climate change, whether it be, you know, with water, flooding, air and natural resources, energy, retrofitting, waste and recycling, green buildings, transportation, um, you know, building permits and, and climate action pretty much all rolled into one. So as you'll start to see with any future developments that we have in our city, um, they'll continue to be even more forward thinking with um, the developments being environmentally friendly and a sustainable um, building technologies because Chicago is also leads with um, LEED, um, green buildings um, from the green building, US Green Building Council. So we have lead the nation in having um, the most certified, one of the most certified green amounts of green buildings in our region. Wonderful, Chicago is leading with lead. That is one of my favorite. Yeah, leading with green. Not to mention we have over 400 miles of bike paths. So just just to give you a little bit of how the kind of environment is always, you know, Fantastic. thinking that in and tech sector. Yep. So if you're driving to Chicago for the convention, bring your bike. Bring your bike. Yeah. Thank you, Lynn. Sophie, same question for you. What's happening in the real estate market there that you want crew members to know? Um, one thing I think that's interesting, you know, that's really kind of set Chicago apart, in my opinion, from a lot of the, the larger cities out there, um, is we're really a city of neighborhoods. So Chicago is, is, is known for its neighborhoods that have unique 
individual characteristics um, and, and kind of pulling all of those together. And when I think about what's unique and interesting and, and kind of hot right now that I'm seeing, at least in my world, what's coming across my path, is the success and vibrancy of mixed-use developments. And I think that is, I think this, the reason it is so successful in Chicago is because we, we do kind of think of things in a neighborhood perspective. So even, even neighborhoods like the Fulton Market District that, that Lynn was just talking about, which was the former kind of meat processing um, hub in Chicago, it is, we are starting to see mixed developments. We are starting to see mixes of uses um, resurging and bubbling up. So it, Fulton was kind of known for all of these tech companies coming in. It's right outside of the loop. It was the hottest real estate you know, in the country for a while. And the city has now lifted the ban of um, new construction residential. So we're now starting to see some of these neighborhoods that were so tech-driven being populated and, and densified with housing, which then really starts to create this mixed-use developments, mixed-use neighborhoods. The other one that Lynn was talking about is the State of Illinois building, and that's on LaSalle. That's in our former um, financial downtown financial street, which, you know, through the evolution of development and um, changes in banking, it's it's seen a, a high vacancy, and COVID didn't help. Uh, but the city of Chicago and the Central Loop Alliance commissioned a ULI panel recently to to look at reinvigorating, and repopulating, and diversifying in mixed uses, um, kind of populating that street as well. And I think the state of Illinois building. Uh, kind of anchoring the other end is an interesting perspective. So I think but what I'm seeing and what I'm loving is is really the intersections between office, tech, housing, hospitality. We're starting to see hotels resurging. So there, things are coming back to life. It's nice to see, and it's nice to see that we're de-districting, if that's a word. And if it's not, I've, <laughs> I've just made it be a word. <laughs> that's right. That's creative license. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, one other thing, Laura, to look at is how much community investment is happening in Chicago. So the mayor has got um, all this money dedicated to picking up uh, so on some disinvested areas from the past across Chicago. So if everyone knows the history of Chicago, it's got some redlining in its history. And now there's some investment in those neighborhoods that were previously redlined and disinvested in. And um, some of those things that are happening, there's developments that are happening in the Woodlong neighborhood right near where Emmett Till's home, old his where his home used to be, where his mother and he was living. And they've got investments happening also in Bronzeville, and a lot of lakefront venture going on there, which is important because Crew was actually planning as a part of the convention uh, to have an excursion into the Bronzeville's neighborhood. So if people are interested in doing that, it would be great when they come to Chicago to really learn about the history of Chicago and see what's happening in Bronzeville. Yeah, and that, that project was also featured um, in a New York Times article, which were quite excited about as well. And to piggyback on what um, Trish was saying, there's also in the Pullman Historical District uh, has also seen lots of development and revitalization of that area. Part of um, 
of Chicago's kind of climate action plan also is to make sure that any future developments that are happening in our city, um, that the ones that are more industrial in nature are not just focused, you know, uh, or concentrated on the south side and, and black and brown neighborhoods um, on the south and west sides, but that, you know, it's also that that's taken into consideration for just equity and maybe having those areas, those types of more polluting type of historically polluting type of um, industries be more outside of the, of, of the city and less populated areas or kind of maybe not green lighted where you have population. So I, I think that's huge progress when it comes Absolutely. to like just, in, in, you know, health equity envir and then environmental, the environmental aspect. Absolutely. And each of you really, you touched on a different neighborhood. And I agree that neighborhoods are, are part, are part of what make, make Chicago is, is awesome as it is. And yes, Trish, so if anyone is attending the convention next week and they are not registered for a learning excursion, we do have some uh, seats left on the Bronzeville tour. And I know Pilsen as well, and perhaps a few others. So we do have a few seats left. So I'll put that shout out out there as well. Um, I'm going to go back to you, Sophie. I'm going to ask you, you've worked on some big projects. I named a few in your bio, but are there any projects right now going on, buildings? And, you know, we, t we touched on Meta and a couple other tech, tech companies coming in, but any projects that the city is really excited about that we haven't mentioned yet? Oh man, yeah. There's a there's a bunch. Um, you know, the the city of Chicago recently rolled out what they're calling. So we have our plan development um, guidelines, but now the city has rolled out guidelines for master plan development. And and the interesting thing about them rolling that out is it means that there were enough master plan developments uh, for them to need to have guidelines. And we're starting to see. Um, I'm sorry, I, I, what I see crossing my path is, is, is bigger and bigger chunks of property being developed in a, in a master plan form. So there's the Lincoln Yards project that has been kind of in the works for quite some time um, that Sterling Bay is looking at the former, it was the former portion of the former Finkel Steel Yards. Um, that is, at the uh, location where the, the river, the Chicago River kind of branches off on the north branch. And then um, along that same kind of river pathway, the former Sun-Times factory sites are starting to be looked at. So there's these larger urban um, industrial sites that are, that are are being developed as a master plan. One that I'm working on right now is a f is in the um, River North area, and it is called North Union. It is a site that has been some several underutilized buildings that Moody Bible Institute owned for the past 100 years, and they have sold a chunk of it to be privately developed. So that's eight acres, which is kind of a tiny neighborhood. As again, uh, you know, with, with Chicago and its neighborhoods within neighborhoods, uh, there are a lot of of larger tracts of land that are starting to be um, invigorated. What's the, uh, Trish, you're going to know, the, on the south side-ish, 
And Michael Reese. Michael Reese, thank you. I, I could not, yeah. for some reason, my brain was blanking. And then you have the Obama Library in yes. Jackson Park, um, as well as the Brownsville Lakefront Absolutely. Development. Mm -hmm. And the growing, um, you know, additional development in the Pullman industrial area. Some of these are former Brownfield sites that are now being, you know, re repurposed, which is great. Yeah, and then what they did for the Cambrini Green neighborhood, um, how that has just been turned around from what used to be, you know, public housing to now being really great neighborhoods with, um, you know, for the residents there. Another excursion that crew is offering <laughs> that yeah. we can really learn about how Chicago's turning around. Absolutely. That excursion is actually on Thursday next week, and I'm going to be on it and learning all about Chicago's history there in Cabrini Green. The Cabrini Green area is absolutely fascinating history. If anyone out there wants to know a deep dive into Chicago history, Chicago politics, uh, there's a book called High Risers by Ben Austin. Speed read it on the plane and then take the Cabrini Green tour learning excursion when you're here and you will get a boatload of Chicago history in a, in a very quick amount of time. It, it, is, it is truly kind of a very layered, very fascinating um, Chicago history. Book recommendation yes. if anyone's interested. And for all those who love old television shows, you will note that Good Times was filmed there in Cambrini Green and Candyman. <laughs> and the new Candyman as well. I, I love all these fun facts. This is great. This is immersion. This is great. I can't wait. Okay, any other projects that you're really that the city's excited about that we haven't mentioned yet, Fisher and Lynn, before we move on? Or did we did we cover? We covered a lot. There's a lot going on. Lynn? Yeah, I think we covered it. I, I mentioned the um, Obama Library um, project that's kickstarting, um, as well as the old Michael Reese Hospital site as well. So I don't know. I think Trish did I and I cover everything. I think we got, got the like big ones. You know, the major ones. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some just completed projects would be the yeah. Facebook or Meta, which was yeah. 263,000 square feet. We had Accenture finish their offices in downtown. That was 264,000 square feet. Cisco, 130,000 square feet. And Edelman at 92,000 square feet. So there's some really huge office um, development taking place in downtown Chicago. And I guess to piggyback onto our, the first question you had, Megan, or Bell, with as we were talking about how the tech sector really is kind of establishing a stronger and increasingly strong presence in this market. Um, as Trish just mentioned with, you know, in addition to like more Google having more um, footprint also with, between Facebook and Meta and Cisco, just exciting. Thank you. Yes, excellent. Very strong, strong market in Chicago for commercial real estate. More and more to come there. More, more to learn at the convention. Okay, I let's let's talk about first-time visitors. I don't know. I don't know very many people who have never been to Chicago. But if you were a first-time visitor, you're coming for the first time, Trish. What would you? What advice do you have for first-timers? Get a Divi bike and take that lake trail up and down. Go. You can start uh, all the way down, uh, all the way up north. Maybe you maybe start at uh, Navy Pier and maybe you take it all the way down south. 
um, into Bronzeville with all the new new uh, bridges that can cross into the neighborhoods. You can eat in Hyde Park along your journey, uh, take in a museum if you'd like right around along the route and then come back up and really see the vibrancy of what new, uh, what uh, Chicago, new Chicago uh, has become over the last uh, couple of years here. So even if this isn't your first trip, you haven't been in a while, Chicago, you know, may look and feel a little bit different. Absolutely. Wonderful. Lynn, same question. If I were a first timer, what advice would you have for me? So this is advice I give quite often <laughs> to like family and friends who are visiting Chicago. Like Chicago's more than Michigan Avenue, right? It it's more than just that to get it, we're a city of neighborhoods as we've as we've discussed and to really get to know Chicago. I mean, as a first time, of course, you want to see like, you know, the some of Michigan Avenue and some of the like basic things that people like to see. But perhaps if you have time, schedule a neighborhood tour. Um, there's different touring companies that where you can kind of safely get to see a cross section of some of the Chicago neighborhoods, you know, Pilsen, Bronzeville, Chinatown. Um, Rogers Park. And, and also, if you have time, maybe take in a play. We have a, a very robust theater scene, um, one of the most robust out, outside of New York City. Um, you know, and I'm speaking of more local theater like Steppenwolf, um, the Goodman Theater, and to see, you know, take a, to really get a, a chance to experience Chicago's artistic flair and definitely our, our great um museums the art institute being one yes rich rich arts rich culture great advice lynn thank you and sophie uh same answer and then emily i see your hands raised we'll get you up here uh to ask your question as well but sophie what would you tell a first timer to chicago so an interesting thing that you can do anyone's anyone's gonna tell you take the architecture well anyone that is in my world so any architect is going to tell you take the architecture cruise down the river but um, you can actually get, if you if you don't need the tour guide and you just want to see the sites and see some things, take the water taxi. Um, there, you can Google it or you can find me at convention. I'll tell you how to do it. Take the water taxi. You can take that water taxi all the way down to Chinatown, and you can see the things, experience the city in a whole new way, and then you can hop right back on um, and come right back. So just kind of a, a quick tour. You can also, I would recommend take the train, take the elevated line, even if you're just going to ride it around the loop and come back through. It's, I find it fascinating to kind of check out the neighborhood, to see what your what the sites are along those those elevated lines and, and through some of our transit lines, uh, just to really kind of start to experience, again, this neighborhood, even if you, you know, realizing that you don't have a, a ton of time, um, convention is packed and there's a lot of great stuff that we have planned for you but just to be able to see the sites experience the neighborhoods even if you don't have a chance to kind of become an expert at all of them uh two quick things that you could pop out and do yeah and one thing to do too to piggyback on what you're saying sophie you might be able to answer this question does the chicago cultural center um they used to offer where you could take and it was it was free at the time um i don't know if it still is but uh L tour of the city? I think that the Chicago Architecture Center does. They're doing that now? I okay. think so. 
I think so. I, I, I'm not the expert on it, though. But the Chicago Cultural Center is located centrally. It's just a good resource if you have questions about, you know, things in Chicago. And it's a, you can get a, a go pass. Um, as well. Go to the public library, and I think they have some passes that you can check out for the um, museums that get you that gets you into a couple museums. Because again, if you're trying to hit a bunch of sites all at once, you could do a, a quick speed through um, the Art Institute. I would re I highly recommend. Absolutely. Right close to our hotel. Great, Great advice. Nora. We should all co come a day early and stay a day late, right, Trish? Absolutely. And you know what else I just remembered that I love about Chicago is that someone standing at center, center, like Washington Street, if you look both directions, you'll notice that all the streets were planned uh, parallel to each other um, and per perfectly perpendicular to each other. So Chicago is a perfect grid. Unlike other cities, where you know it is quite easy to get lost chicago is a grid so you can take one road north and south as far as you can and and, and until you got the lake and then all the way west and so it's a very interesting thing about chicago and the other part is that chicago at one time had four levels of transportation on top of each other, which is super, super exciting. So they had their high lines or their, what is now like the L level, you've got your street level, you've got your train level. And then below that, there what used to be a waterway. And so this is a very, very, very well-designed city. And so I'd, take, I'd say anyone to take note. Yeah, I, I think Lower Wacker too is always exciting for first time visitors. Maybe just take a Uber through there, the bat, a lot of Batman. Um, scenes and other movies were filmed down there. Well, great advice. And I've been there many times, but now I have 10 more things to do. So <laughs> thank you so much. Emily, welcome. Glad to have you. Do you have a question or a comment for our chat? Yeah, definitely. And so nice to meet all you guys. This is my first time attending the crew convention. I've been, uh, you know, attending local New York City crew meetings, but um, it's going to be really great to get out there and meet a whole bunch more awesome ladies in the industry. Um, I recently went over from, I worked in commercial real estate development and now I work for a prop tech company. So I've been missing out on uh, my own. I had my own little like ladies team internally when I was the real estate developer and now I'm like flying solo. So I'm very excited to meet everyone. And as a first time person going to Chicago, super appreciative of all the suggestions for and I, I guess I wanted to open an invitation. Uh, my company, like I have two girls coming with me uh, that are, we're like all remote. So like I've never met one of them in person, but we're going to take a boat tour on Wednesday night. And I know there's a lot of people with chapter dinners and stuff, but if anyone in this chat needs something to do uh, for Wednesday night at 6 p.m., you're welcome to join for a boat tour. You could send me, I guess, a, a DM on here. <laughs> That is fantastic. Very fantastic. Nice. That that reminds me. Um, another thing I would recommend to do at convention, especially if it's your first convention, is to sign up for the dine arounds if you're not attending the gala. So if for some reason you haven't signed up for the gala Thursday night, um, it's it's kind of a, a, a I think an often overlooked convention experience that is one of my absolute favorites. The dine arounds are super easy. You just sign up on a clipboard and then one of the, the one of us on the local chapter will be organizing dinners where we'll all 
pop out, we'll go to a restaurant. You get to know people from other chapters in, in a little bit more of an intimate setting. So I highly recommend if you haven't uh, signed up for the gala to go to one of the dine arounds because there, Chicago has an amazing restaurant scene and we've got some yes. really good restaurants on those, Absolutely. on those dine arounds. Yeah. So, um, I would like to give a little bit more additional feedback for advice for first time visitors, Megan, if that's okay. Um, if, if you haven't done so, I do highly recommend to complete your crew biz profile and to upload the crew network app on your phone yes great great pieces of advice Lynn absolutely and hopefully you'll you've all received your note before you go email but yes Emily we celebrate you for coming this is your first time you Mm -hmm. are going probably to be overwhelmed because you're going to meet 1300 uh, mostly women from commercial real estate and take home you know lots of business cards and new contacts and I'll tell you, if you want to post that invitation on Crewbiz, um, you know, that's a great place to put in the forum to invite people to join you as well. So great tips. Yeah. Any any others before we move on to the next question? Yes, yes. totally. That LinkedIn um, QR code is huge. And yeah. even within the app, there's a QR code. So you can easily network and collect information from crew members. Absolutely. Oh, and the Diner Rounds is a great segue to our next question. The Diner Round signups are at the Crew Chicago Hospitality table, which will be near registration. So when you check in on Wednesday, head right over to that table, find your Diner Round for Thursday night, and meet lots lots of new contacts as well. And also, there's a convention orientation for first-time attendees that um, for my first convention, I recall it attending that and I found it quite helpful. Absolutely. 3.30 on Wednesday and then it rolls right mm-hmm. into the marketplace, which is another great networking opportunity. So, all right, ladies, thank you. I'm going to segue to our next question, which is about networking. There are plenty of networking opportunities. I'm sh- You all have been to other conventions and things like that, but Trish, we'll start with you. What is your tried and true in-person networking tip that you could share? Okay, absolutely love the environment at Crew Convention. Everybody is open and willing and ready to talk and connect with you. So do not be shy about walking up and saying hello or asking a question. Like I say, prepare your three questions ahead of time before you go that just conversation starters. So you will, it'll reduce your anxiety about talking to someone new. So that's a huge tip. And then I would also say that crew is a relationship. So it's not just that, you know, you you join and you're a member and you do nothing more. There is crew convention as the opportunity. There's the winter summit. There's a spring summit. And then we'll have another convention in the September of next year in Atlanta. So just be prepared to meet these people next week and then see them again at these other opportunities and continue to build those relationships. Absolutely. Sophie, same question for you. What are your tried and true networking tips for in-person events? In-person events, um, I'll I'll answer it to convention specific. I always try to sit at an empty table and see who appears. It's really challenging for me, uh, particularly because I love convention. as a, as a way to kind of bond with my fellow Crew Chicago folks. But pick an event and just sit at an empty table and see who shows up. And every time someone new sits down, you know, 
you you usually end up at a table with other folks that are kind of branching out from their chapter or maybe who are the only person there from their chapter. Um, and I have found some of my some of my favorite interactions at crew conventions have been where I've just been at a table and said, "Hi, hey, can I sit here? I'm I'm by myself. I want to I want to meet some people." Um, and it's a it's a really easy kind of low low anxiety if if folks are are anxious about you know kind of meeting new people and branching out. I have never I have absolutely never in my entire I just looked it up and I've been a member of crew since 2011. I have never had an awkward um, like, oh boy, I wish I wouldn't have sat here or, oh, that was, that, that person wasn't friendly. I've never had that. It's always, oh my goodness, what do you do? Tell me about yourself. Um, asking other chapters, you know, we have the common bond of all being members in our own chapter. So, hey, I'm on the membership committee. How do you guys run your membership? How do you, and then it eventually starts to branch into a, a kind of a natural conversation. So using the, the, um, commonalities that we have of of being in our own chapters and, and all kind of pushing the common goal of pushing this giant rock up the hill. You know, we, we're all doing it. So just to just to start asking other folks how they're how they're managing their chapters and, and what they're doing is is kind of my tried and true crew convention networking tip. Great advice. I'll, always a warm welcome from a fellow crew member. Absolutely. Lynn, same same question for you. What's what are your favorite networking tips? Um, mine um is just being myself. Um, kind of knowing that everyone, you know, most people there are kind of out to piggyback off of what Sophie was saying. We're all there for the same reason to meet people, you know, to learn, to grow. So that helps to alleviate any anxiety you might have. Um, you know, for I'm an extrovert, so for me, you know, talking to strangers isn't <laughs> isn't something that I, I dread. But I do know that some people who are more extra introverted, or perhaps this is your first convention, and it I do admit it can be overwhelming to see like a sea of people. But just take it in small chunks, you know, maybe pick a table where there aren't as many people and sit there and just kind of strike up a conversation. Um, if you are using an elevator pitch. Um, you know, you don't want to come across like, like you're selling in a car, like a used car salesman. I, I think it's always nice maybe to, to have like, um, to highlight a project that you're doing. So it's more conversational. Um, and Trish had a really good tip about, you know, instead of exchanging business cards, you know, using the barcode on the, the LinkedIn profile as, as well as, you know, the crew biz app for that, because, you don't want to have a pile of business cards at the end of it. It's just kind of too arduous and not as, uh, I don't think, not as efficient. And also wearing a bright color, something like a distinguishing scarf or something that may help you stand out from the crowd. Great tips. Thank you, Lynn. Thanks to all of our panelists. We've got two two questions that we're gonna do sort of a lightning round because these are very important. And I, I've already seen a couple things in the chat about pizza. So I'll start with you, Sophie. Your favorite restaurants in Chicago. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. One of my favorites um, is the Cherry Circle Room um, in the in the Chicago Athletic Association Hotel. 
It's on the second floor. It's actually on the dine around, and it might be the dine around that I'm hosting. So I might be a little bit bit biased. Intense. It might be on my mind. Um, Phenomenal food. Phenomenal historic building. It used to be a private club for 100 years, and then it was renovated in 2012. Um, and now it's a hotel, and it's a great little gem in the city that you can you can experience a really extraordinary um, architecture remnant as well. Great, great suggestion. Lynn, what about you? Favorite Chicago restaurants? Well, I also will pick one of the restaurants that's on the dining around list. Um, I, I do enjoy the, the girl and the goat. Um, Stephanie Izzard is this a known chef. Um, she has a three, two other restaurants um, besides Girl and the Goat. Uh, another one of my favorites is a uh, Duck Duck Goat. Um, that's out in the Randolph Street Market. That's also a Stephanie Izzard restaurant. And um, I enjoy Beatrix as well. Um, that's another mini down and round restaurant. Just kind of all around good food. And as far as pizza goes, for me, hands down, um, Lou Malnati's, but thin crust, extra crispy. Is no my- way. Dear God, I was <laughs> all the way. <laughs> no, no. I don't, if you want thin crust, right? I, so for maybe Giordano's might be better for um, deep dish. I'm not really deep dish. Um, I would say Lou Malnati's. I think they have really good sauce too. And then Fig and Olive is another, um, that's on Rush Street. It's really nice ambiance in that restaurant that's also on the mini dine around list. I've been there as well. Great suggestions. We, we may not all agree on the pizza, but they, these all sound like great suggestions. And- Luminati Stin Crust. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Trish, what about you? Favorite restaurant? Yeah, you know, I'm going to call out Tavern on Rush because um, it's had uh, its heyday here in Chicago and it'll actually be closing this year after 24 years in Chicago. So its last day will be New New Year's Eve here in Chicago. So if anyone's interested in getting a little bit of uh, Chicago history before it closes, that's a great restaurant to consider doing it at. And that one's um, at uh, 1031 North Rush. Excellent suggestion. Lynn, do you have another? Yeah, I was going to say, if anyone wants wants to try some Chicago street food, um, like if you want a, a Chicago hot dog or um, Italian beef, if you order a hot dog under no circumstances um, whatsoever, should you ask for ketchup on the hot dog? <laughs> it's just that that is a that is a big no no <laughs> and we can't be responsible for what might happen if you ask for ketchup or hot dog and then also it's a very ex- kind of exciting experience as a first timer ordering an Italian beef sandwich that has like its own lingo you know <laughs> if you want it like you know dipped or wet or or dry if you want it you know with the garden without it you know <laughs> and- Insider tips happening and here. And for those of you who watched <laughs> The Bear, um, that was filmed at the original Beef of Chicago, which is on Orleans and I think Huron is the cross street. So if you're looking for an Italian beef and you are a fan of The Bear, go check go check out uh, Mr. Beef. It's Huron and Orleans. Gosh, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> These are great suggestions. 
Um, our last question, lightning round. What, if there was one thing you absolutely had to do in Chicago, um, and actually, Emily, go ahead before. Oh my before gosh, I need to, I question. need to ask because I know nothing about <laughs> Chicago, and I'm a vegan, so I have to find a vegan place to eat. And I'm wondering if you know of any that you'd recommend. Panelists, what do you think? I'm not a vegan, but I can send you some. I know people that are. And I've actually been to the restaurant, but it's escaping my, I can't remember the name right now, but I'm going to Google it. There's, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> There's um, Soul Veg City uh, in, on East 75th Street. And that is, I hear, a great place. There's also B-Gab's um, Vegan Scratch Kitchen. So these are great restaurants actually on the south side of Chicago that would love to see some crew members. Great recommendation. I'm Googling them now. Thank you so much. <laughs> I've got another yeah, recommendation absolutely. for you. It's, it's kind of around the corner from my office. So it's a, it's a tiny little place, but it's called Penelope's Vegan Taqueria. And it's, uh, it's quite tasty. You had me at Taqueria. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So that's on Chicago and Chicago and Franklin thereabout. Thank you, Emily, for asking. Great yeah. question. Great recommendation. Oh, here's one more. Kill my name. <laughs> it's actually, um, it's called K-A-L-E. I love that. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm making a list because I'm staying an extra day. So, like, I'm basically just going to eat, like, all <laughs> <laughs> all afternoon on Friday. Urban vegan. And then if you if you That's just Google vegan restaurant Chicago, like you'll get a whole list of them. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, we're down to our last question. And Lynn, I'm gonna start with you. What is if if you could not leave Chicago without doing one thing, what would it be? I would say that the Chicago architecture cruise is amazing. And the weather will be hopefully great for that. Oh, great. yeah. If, and then as a backup, if the weather doesn't um, cooperate, um, I would say like the Art Institute and then walking just through Millennial Park. Excellent. Two icons of Chicago. Sophie, what about you? One thing you must do while in Chicago. You must see the Lakefront Trail. You have to see. It, you have to. It is a quick walk from the convention hotel you must at least get to the lake and check out what's going on. It's really, it's really a gem. You you have to experience it. Try to try to take a little walk. Um, join one of the net runs. I think they're gonna they're gonna hit it at some point. But you must see the lake. Yeah, I agree with that. And and while you're on that path, you know, go ahead and take a picture at the Bean. You just don't get that experience anywhere else from Chicago. It's but Chicago. It's iconic. And uh, Millennium Park and Maggie Daly Park, as you're just walking the lake, you just take uh, take all of this in. And it's all very close to where we'll be. So that's a, that's that's an easy one. Absolutely. It's an easy one to do. Must see. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, and the Hilton, Hilton Chicago is right down. This is the best time to be in Chicago on the lake. The weather's perfect. Fall's starting to come through the Midwest. Um, any other parting thoughts, team, before we sign off and see everyone next week? Trish, I'll start with you since you're off mute. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Great. I would just say just crew is a relationship. When you get in there, you are in it. I mean, if you're a student, there are scholarships, there is support. 
for you to uh, get, you know, to support your CRE uh, educational experience, you know, graduate and undergrad. If you're early career, you've got your networking to get your first job or your second job, you know, mid-career, you're networking for opportunities, you're serving on committees, and you're maximizing your experience with crew and in your commercial real estate career. When you're a late level career, you are you know, offered the opportunity to make an impact. You can mentor, serve on boards. So you know, crew is full life relationship and opportunity uh, for commercial real estate women. So I am excited to see you all next week at the crew convention. Well said, Trish. Lynn, what about you? Say, well, welcome to Chicago. Happy to have you ladies when you come. Um, I suggest scheduling um, meetings that you would like to have also ahead of time. Um, and also definitely wearing comfortable shoes. Chicago is definitely a very walkable city. Um, at the convention, you will be doing a lot of walking and you, you, know, you don't wanna have your feet hurting, right? Um, and also stepping outside of your comfort zone maybe doing something that you wouldn't, wouldn't typically do. And um, reviewing the convention schedule kind of ahead of time, just maybe kind of getting a grasp of all that it has to offer. So then that way you can make sure that you schedule time to attend every everything you want to. Great advice, great. Lynn. Sophie, take us home. Well, I think crew is what you put into it. So, um, if you if you're if you're there if you're open-minded if you're looking for for whatever you are looking for you will find or you will find someone who will help you uh get there so when you show up at convention if something's on your mind if you're interested in learning about x if you're learning interested in meeting someone who's doing y tell people when you sit down you know hey i'm here i'm working on my first neighborhood design I'm really interested to meet people who are doing it. Eventually, without question, you are going to find someone who goes, oh my goodness, I happen to know someone. Let me put you in touch with this person. You know what you should do. You should sign up for this. You should go there and, and follow the, the leads that people give you. I have some of the best leadership training, some of the best connections, some of the best personal advice I have gotten from from Crew Chicago, from, from Crew Network. It is really, truly a community of people that are looking to lift each other up and just tell people what you need and what you're looking for. And uh, if, you, if you put it out there, Crew is one of those organizations that you will get it back tenfold. Thank you, Sophie. Well said. Thanks for closing us out. To all of you listening live and listening to the replay, please go ahead and follow our speakers follow each other. Let's keep the conversation going. Keep keep the crew crew connections going. Um, we will have this replay available soon and share it out. But thank you all. Thank you to our speakers. Thank you all for listening, engaging. Um, follow our crew club and we look forward to seeing you all on a chat soon. Thank you team. See you soon. Thank you. See you soon. <laughs>